All right. So today, finally, we are wrapping up, at least for now, the self-doubt to self-confidence series. If you've been following along, we've I've dropped three episodes on this topic so far because I truly think the journey from, you know, acknowledging that you have some self-doubt all the way to getting to a space where you can be more confident and actually practice self-love, it's a journey and there's a lot of back and forth and it's not linear and it's tipsy topsy turvy. Um but go back, check out the first three episodes. And today we're kind of talking about the last component. How do you really build um, self-confidence and self-love? And this is my take on it. And I think there's just so much more to it than, you know, just saying confidence mantras. There's a lot of inner work that needs to be done, which I've talked a little bit about in the previous episodes. And today we're just going to take it that extra step so that you have some tools. Let's hop in. Hello, welcome to Awaken with Maria Service. Stress less, find yourself, and smile more. This podcast is for high-achieving, multi-talented women or busy moms who are tired of trying to do it all at the expense of relationships, poor sleep, and less joy. Or maybe you're just simply looking for more stress management and resilience tools to navigate life challenges with greater ease. In any case, you're in the right spot. I'm your host, Maria Service, resilience coach, anxiety management specialist, and more here to help you stress less and smile more. So I think oftentimes we can talk about self-confidence and many people, I feel like an error that you might make when you're trying to up and boost your confidence is that many people want to, they're going to want to rush right to, okay, all right, I got this. Like I'm super confident. I can do this. I love myself. Let's go. And like, that's the only step that they really want to do. Like, let's just I'm going to say like, you just want to lay down the new track in your brain, which is I've got this. I'm confident. I love myself. Now, I'm not going to say that that is not part of the process. It absolutely is. However, I truly don't think that if you really struggle with self-doubt and imposter syndrome, it's going to take more than just that one step. And I feel like oftentimes people might try that step and they feel like they're faking it. And I know there's that saying, fake it till you make it. However, you can also have this process be more effective if you don't skip the other steps and you truly commit to doing your inner work. I personally think that you can't lay, again, I'm going to call it like a track, like you're setting a new track, a new pathway in your brain, really. Um, And you can't lay a new track over like a gunky old track, right? Like we kind of need to look at the other track that's playing, examine it inquire where it's coming from, you know, and just do some of these other steps in order for you to truly feel more confident and in love with yourself. Something else that I've mentioned in these previous episodes is that the journey from self-doubt to self-confidence is a journey because honestly, getting to this space of loving yourself is really like 
dating yourself, right? Like we can't jump to loving someone, even if the someone's ourself, um, just by simply going right there, right? We have to learn how to sit with ourselves. We have to learn how to tolerate sitting with ourselves, um, starting to respect the person that we are. And by that, I mean all of our parts, right? So I think sometimes many of us, you know, have been taught to operate, you know, only out of our strengths, only out of the quote unquote good parts of ourselves. And that's beautiful. And I get that we do want to lean into our strengths. But at the end of the day, you have to remember, we are human beings. We are light and dark. We have good and bad. We have strengths. We have areas of growth. We have, you know, probably maybe some confidence tracks playing in our brain, but we also have these self-doubt ones. So it's like, imagine like you're dating yourself again. And so you can't just rush into love and confidence. So again, you know, you're going to want to maybe go back and listen to episodes one through three of this series. But today we're really then digging into, okay, so how do you get to then that confidence and love? First of all, I'm going to recommend that you do the other parts that I've talked about, right? So you get comfortable sitting with yourself. You get comfortable tolerate sitting with yourself for longer periods of time and all of you. You start practicing more self-respect. You begin making healthier choices for your mind and body. You begin to be able to set boundaries with people and um, practice setting and keeping those boundaries to protect yourself. And then we can, you know, get to this other part where we start to love ourselves again and we start to be more confident. But we can't do that if we don't take a a chance or take a second to consider where is that self-doubt coming from? Like sitting there and be like, okay, you know, every time you get up to, I don't know, do something that might be hard for you, it might be new for you. What does that little voice say? What does the inner critic say? Now, for some of us, I get it. We all have different backgrounds and upbringings. And so for some of you, maybe it's really just looking at it and realizing, okay, yeah, you know, I just get a little bit nervous and maybe you can just convince yourself because really oftentimes we're going to notice imposter syndrome when we are in our growth zone, when we are doing something new. And this is super like evolutionary survival mode. It is just our brain trying to protect us because oftentimes our brain is going to want to stay in what's comfortable and familiar, even if we've outgrown that, right? So it's perfectly normal for you to evolve on this journey of life, for you to want to try new things. And it's perfectly normal that your brain is going to want to protect you a little bit. And so it's going to kind of send up some flags, some discomfort. So for some of you listening, you know, maybe it's just reminding yourself of that, that when I'm in my growth zone, I am likely going to, you know, catch my inner critic coming out. I am likely going to have some symptoms of imposter syndrome. But if you can remind yourself just simply of the science behind and the neuroscience that that's just part of your brain protecting you. And I got this. I can do this. So for that person, maybe you just start collecting new evidence to kind of help your brain get used to this new area of growth. 
So by that, you know, something that I've done in the past that was helpful for me is you might want to build a confidence folder somewhere that you will see and can use when you start to notice imposter syndrome creep in. I remember I got this tip from taking like a free, you know, courageous confidence webinar series from one of my early influencers back in 2015, Shalene Johnson. And I kind of used this at that time. So it was starting to create a confidence folder on my desktop, um, saving it to the Google Drive or on my phone. And so the confidence folder might be filled with, it could be, you know, screenshots of, you know, text and email. It could be an image. It's basically you just collecting um, evidence of you doing hard things, of you doing amazing new things and overcoming it. And it's just trying to remind your brain, hey, we're good. I got this. I'm evolving. So that's one tip and tool um, for those of you who you're noticing imposter syndrome creep in. But for the most part, you feel like you can manage it maybe using a confidence folder and some affirmations. Now, I will also say there might be some of you listening and you're like, okay, I've tried that and that, you know, it's helped, but it's still there. And that's where I'm going to tell you that you're going to have to then go deeper inward in like, again, where did self-credit come from? Where did your inner critic come from? What is doubt there for? What is it trying to teach you? Um, Where did it maybe begin? And what lesson do you still have to learn? Or what other track or pattern do you need to work on releasing and letting go? And to be honest, I just think, that work is, can be scary, right? It can be like not fun for some of us to really go do a deeper dive back to, I don't know, maybe it was a time when you were in a workplace and you had a manager or supervisor who just constantly belittled you, made you feel small, made you second guess yourself. Maybe it was someone in your friend or family circle when you were younger that constantly was double checking and triple checking. And again, you just didn't develop that really true inner confidence. So I know that these things aren't pleasant, but I do promise you that if you're struggling with just some of the typical confidence things that that's likely that you're going to have to go a little bit deeper. You're going to have to look at where is this coming from? What is the old track and how can you release that? Now, Certainly there are so many different ways. I'm sure you're like, okay, well, that sounds great. So how do I actually do that? If you're listening and you're like, okay, I'm ready to do some of that work. I'm always happy to share, you know, different aspects of my story and my journey, knowing that again, your journey is going to be different, but you know, take some things that might work for you. So of course, I'll preface by saying that as part of my journey, I absolutely first just had to learn how to, what I'm going to say, hop off my hustle wheel. I say that phrase a lot, but I was just hustling, hustling, keeping busy. Um, And first of all, I just had to, yeah, I started at ground one. I had to start slowing down enough to learn how to sit with myself. Um, So I increased my self-awareness, increased my self-tolerance, just sitting with myself, Um, and then, you know, started practicing self-respect, et cetera. So like my deeper dive to truly get closer to, you know, more authentic self-love and self-confidence included 
absolutely 100% asking for help and asking for different mentors and guides along the way because, you know, absolutely, I th- I, I personally have found on my journey that it's hard for me to examine my own brain, you know, and my own thoughts and my own patterns, you know, fully non-judgmentally until I have someone kind of show me a different way or give me some fresh insights on how I can look at my story and my journey. And at each point, what I found is that, you know, each guide and mentor is there to kind of just show me something different. And then ultimately, I tend to like to then use those skills and continue to use them on my own. So a a huge tip if as you're starting this journey is I want you to remember that when your body is in fight or flight mode, you are really only going to be able to access negative thoughts for the most part, right? Like, so we don't want to be in chronic stress mode and trying to do inner work because it's going to be really hard to retrain, you know, new pathways, more, you know, different, refreshing, positive ways of thinking if our body is still in fight or flight, if our body is chronically stressed and overwhelmed. So like one of the first things I had to learn from, you know, working with a holistic occupational therapist and then really leaning into, you know, consistently doing exercise and, you know, finding a yoga practice that I liked, that was all just to teach me how to calm and ground my body. And as I learned how to calm and ground my body, you know, even if it was just for five, 10 minutes at a time, and then to the point where, you know, I could be fairly present during a 45 minute yoga class without my brain totally just thinking about my to-do list. I'm not saying it wouldn't wander, but I could at least walk it back (laughs) to the yoga class, whatever. So I had to learn that skill first. And when I did, I started to be able to then look at my story, look at my patterns with less judgment and more compassion. So that is totally step number one, figure out what helps calm and ground your nervous system, because I promise you will have so much more success um, leaning into self-love and self-confidence from that space. Number two, uh, I've talked about it in different episodes. I absolutely had to find a therapist um, that was a good fit for me. So I tried a couple different therapists and I ended up landing on a therapist slash now coach who uses the internal family systems approach that has been super beneficial for me in just examining my thought patterns, the stories, you know, looking back on past things and how that maybe contributed to my own self-doubt and imposter syndrome. And what I really appreciate about the IFS approach is that ultimately I learned skills that I could continue to do like even outside of sessions. I found I was able to start being more compassionate with myself, being more patient and getting curious about when, you know, getting curious when doubt would creep in versus just beating myself up like, oh my gosh, why am I not more confident? Like I've done this before. Um, So leaning into therapy and an approach that worked for me was really helpful in, you know, combating this. And then ultimately, I will say another big component. So, you know, I had to do the inner work. That was a lot of inner work. And also, you know, I found other tools such as getting chiropractic adjustments regularly, um, using Reiki energy healing as needed. Um, These are other things that help calm and ground my body and my nervous system. 
And again, I find that when I'm calmer, it is easier for me to lean into confidence and self-love, right? So again, just finding the tools that work for me. Obviously, um, when I was trained in heart math biofeedback and I really saw how beneficial mindfulness was for me and how I could really make that a tool that I could use throughout my day, um, that has been helpful on my journey. And that's what I teach other um, high achievers, go-go-goers. That's that's what I teach people how to do. Um, so that was key. And then I was going to say the other thing that's really helped this is surrounding myself with other um I know the term is kind of cheesy, but surrounding myself with other high vibe people. So just being mindful of, you know, who my circle is, who am I spending time around? Am I spending time with people who are, who can also lean into a growth mindset, people who, you know, can talk about their own self, whether it's maybe people who aren't afraid to say, Hey, I did that wrong or, Oh wow, I made a mistake, but let me learn from that. So for me personally, that was something that I needed was being around others who were self-aware enough, um, who were also sharing, you know, again, it could have just been work colleagues, friends, um, different things like that, but they weren't afraid to share, oh, they made a mistake and yet they were willing to evolve or, um, you know, even people who just conveyed strong self-confidence and self-love. And I could just feel like, oh, that person, that person is sure of themselves and just surrounding myself with those people or honestly even listening to podcasts you know with with that kind of person who brought that energy was so helpful because oftentimes when we surround ourselves with higher energy we're going to tend to want to match that right so it just helped kind of motivate me to keep leading into my journey because I wanted to get to that space too where I felt more confident with myself where I could you know truly love myself so That is a little bit about my journey and some things that have truly helped me embody self-love and self-confidence more. And I would be lying if I said, so I've got it. I'm good. I'm the most confident person ever, right? Because again, I'm always evolving too. I am always leaning into different things that might be pushing me, you know, into my growth zone or, you know, out of my comfort. So then again, I'm going to see the critic. I'm going to see the self-doubt come up again. And it's just a reminder okay, let's lean into some tools. What can I do with this? So I hope that this series has been helpful for you. If you too are someone who, again, you likely are probably crushing it. And yet you're maybe still wondering why, why do I sit with self-doubt? Why is it hard for me to sit with myself? Um, This episode alone should give you a couple good tips that you can try, but also I encourage you to go back and just listen to the full series. I love to hear your feedback, so drop any comments, questions, what you enjoyed about this episode um, in the podcast space below. Otherwise, I love if you want to just tag me um, that you checked out this episode on Instagram. That would be awesome. Have an awesome day. Well, thank you for joining me on today's episode. I super appreciate you being here. I love connecting and spending time with you. FYI, this podcast comes out with new episodes every Friday. And who knows, every now and then I might throw in a bonus. If you have a moment, 
take a minute to leave me a review. Let me know what you loved about the episode. Give me some suggestions on what more you'd like to hear and hit the subscribe button. Have an awesome day.